When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am Christy Winter Scott, always alongside my guy, Gabe Ibrahim, and we are here to break all things down with some popcorn and some cranberry juice, no ice and a lime, all the time. So much news this week, Gabe. Yeah, no, and I do want to point out, I'm here with a lukewarm Coke can can soda because at every game I've ever I've been to this season, the sodas have been lukewarm in the media room. I'm not yeah. complaining because okay. I just like any soda, but <laughs> I would rather it be cold at the teams that I have been to that have media rooms. Just just a little, just a little, a little thing. So I'm here know. with the lukewarm soda, but we have so much to talk about that it doesn't it doesn't matter how cold. My soda is uh, on Monday. We had two bombs dropped on us. First from the New York Liberty announcing that they were moving on from head coach Walt Hopkins after two seasons. Yeah. Um, they had just made the playoffs. And I, I was a little surprised by that. We can talk a little bit more about that. But the yeah. kind of bigger bombshell was the Phoenix Mercury coming off a finals appearance, announcing mm-hmm. that they are letting go of Sandy Brondello. who's been the best coach in their history championship winning coach and obviously has uh, a lot of cachet within this league and across national international basketball that was a huge bomb what was your reaction to hearing uh, the sandy brondello news uh well my first initial reaction was like why is there a picture of sandy brondello like on everything (laughs) when i'm scrolling on my on my social media page. And then I opened it up and I was like, what in the wide world of sports is going on? I was shocked by that. I mean, she has been um, such a stabilizer and I know they didn't win in the finals, but man, come on. Like she is such a wealth of knowledge. And I mean, not just here, like you said, but coaching the Opals, the Australian Mm -hmm. national team for years as well. I mean, what a gem she's been for the league and and obviously for Phoenix. Um, And I know the fans are called the X Factor, but she's also the X Factor. (laughs) Pretty darn good. So, yeah, I was surprised that they that they decided to part ways. Um, You know, just hearing it that way, you never really know what goes into that decision. Or, you know, the criteria that was laid out that that wasn't met, but it's hard to fathom that making the finals wasn't pretty, pretty great, especially this year, because teams like every year, it was so tough. That's so tough to do. It's not like that's an easy place to be or to get to the finals. Um, 
So, and I love Sandy. I mean, you know, the mom squad, you know, she's got two kids and she's doing her thing and um, so passionate about the game and teaching the game and, and winning. Um, So I was, I was disappointed. I was disappointed. So I don't know. I mean, she's not going to be obviously finished with coaching. I hope because she has so much more to offer the game, but I was, I was in shock by that. I was shocked that she um, and Phoenix decided to, to part ways. Yeah, I, I was shocked by it, too. I mean, so to I, I don't I don't know what happened. Uh, this is not yeah. based on anything. I, I do think they're while they did make the finals. There is an aspect that this team has a slightly underwhelmed. You know, you have okay. if I told you, right, just in a vacuum. All right. We have Skylar Diggins Smith, Diane Taurasi mm-hmm. and Brittany mm-hmm. Griner on the same team. Well, you would say number one seat, right? You would say best yeah. team in the WNBA this that year they were a five seed and yes they did mm-hmm. have a great run in the playoffs but it, it, I'd still say that regular season performance was a little bit underwhelming however I'm with you I mean I don't I don't know but it doesn't seem to me like this would have happened if Sandy really wanted to come back if she was yeah. like that that's what it doesn't make sense to me because look I, I you might think there's a better coach out there and maybe they have someone in mind and they're ready to go um, like the University of Miami football team did they knew the, they knew the person they wanted and they were like, okay, we're moving on. But yeah. to, I don't think that's the case. I feel like it was just like, Hey, we need to get into the contract renewal phase. Well, mm-hmm. we're not sure that you, that we want you here. Well, it's like a feeling. I'm sure you, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems right. odd to say that she was fired. Um, yeah. Like just outright. Like, I feel like there's at least some mutual like uh, feelings of, Hey, it's time to move on. Yeah, so but, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I do, I think they've, un- I think they underwhelmed a little bit, but yeah, I would say I would rather have Sandy Brunzel as my head coach than the field. Yeah. But okay. A five seed. Okay. Maybe during the season, they underwhelmed with the three Olympians mm-hmm. there um, for USA basketball. Anyway, uh, I think that it, it's never kind of what you do throughout the season. I think it's where you end up. I mean, if I'm, if, if I'm a GM or if I'm an owner, yeah. I'm not, either of those things but if I would be I I think that would be my criteria like okay you started the season and this is not what they started but if you started the season 0 and 12 and somehow won out the rest of the season and got your butts to the finals I'm good like look what you did right so I'm not looking at how you start I'm, I'm talking about how you finish uh, you know, but that's, that's just me. I don't know, but I'm always, you know, me, I'm yeah. always like bright side, like, Hey man, that's all right. You were stuck in the mud. You were mm-hmm. down the, in the, in the doldrums, but you grabbed yourselves up by the bootstraps and finished in the finals. And okay. Everybody's like, well, you know, there's no, you know, my remembers who comes in second place and you know, you have to win <sighs> in a way that is a win because you, you dug yourself out. And yeah. I, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, everybody gets a trophy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, Oh, little Sally and little Johnny. Okay. No, you got to fight for what you want. And I think had they ended up out of the finals <laughs> or not making the playoffs somehow, then we have a different conversation. Yeah. But the fact that you were, you were uppercutting your way through the playoffs and got your butts to the finals and, and played tough there. I, you know, I, I just don't think that that, that is a, enough of an indictment Yeah. for me. I, I don't, again, I don't know what the criteria they were looking at, you know, uh, was uh, all we know is what we see. Um, but I, yeah, still I'm, I'm disappointed by that. I think I'm going to go ahead and say I'm disappointed by that. Shocked and disappointed. I, I, so there's, there is one other explanation that I don't, necessarily remember who brought it up on twitter i want to say it was just a sucker but he was saying that there's not many there's not much room for this team to improve right so oh. this team is essentially capped out this is uh this team is you know not going to be able to add big free agents uh we just did the mock off season that's coming out next week so you'll hear exactly how much phoenix is able to do it's not a lot um right. and there was that there's been some um you know, they do need to get better at the very least. We know this because right. they, they didn't win the championship. So if you didn't win the championship, you need to get better. And maybe yeah. they thought, yeah. well, there could be a good bet to make that 
Coach X out there, whoever they have in mind, I don't know who they have in mind. You know, we could toss out names, but whoever they have in mind could push us to be better. And that is the only way we can get better. And I think right. that's, I think that's a pretty good explanation as to what happened. Cause you know, yeah, I, obviously may, maybe I, I can't, we can't talk about chemistry things. We can't talk about personality things because we don't know no. any of that. We don't know. We don't know who yeah. even has to be in, in sick personality wise. Was it her and the players, right. her and the GM, her and the ownership, ownership and the GM. Like there's so many different relationships there that's really hard to parse without reporting. And I haven't done the reporting. So I think that's a pretty good explanation though, is like, this is the way they saw to improve the team and the team needs improvement. So I don't, I don't think it's crazy. Right. And that from that perspective, from that perspective, I guess, you know, but in terms of basketball acumen perspective (laughs) and achievement perspective, I, you know, for me, I, I just, I I see it in a, in a different way, but I guess when you factor in what you said, you know, the cap space and and all of that, um, movement and all of that. I get it, but it's, that's tough business. <laughs> it's, it's a tough business. If that's what it is, that's a tough business because that's something that you can't control, right? That's out of your hands as a coach. Like that's something that you cannot mm-hmm. control, like the, the contracts and the cap space and all of those things. But I saw, um, you were talking about on Twitter, I saw Skylar Diggins Smith. Um, she just posted Welp, W-E-L-P yeah. period. And I'm like, I don't know if that meant, well, that was, uh, well, I'm disappointed or well, saw it coming or well, I don't know. That was so like ambiguous. I was like, hold on. Where are we really, what are we really saying? But I mean, it said a lot in the one word (laughs) that was like spinning, trying to figure out where she was going with that. What did you think? On that. Uh, so here's what I think of this. This is my crazy conspiracy theory with the, (laughs) uh, with the, the, the mercury. Um, so as we know, due to ESPN's reporting on Robert Sarver, who I believe is still owns the um, mm-hmm. Phoenix Mercury as well as the Phoenix Suns. Yes, right. still does. Okay. We know he's a cheapskate for years. We knew that before ESPN's reporting. We, knew, we know that he's uh, at least been alleged to have fostered a very toxic work environment, especially towards women and minorities. And right. he has now been accused of all of these things and he's having to defend himself in public and to the league and to all of these things. And I don't know, maybe Sandy has like a potential job offer in the WNBA and or elsewhere that is going to make, yeah. going to get her more money. And so perhaps, perhaps oh. she went to the Mercury and said, Hey, I want some more money because oh, my contract's cool. coming up. I need a raise going into my next contract. And they said, you're fired because their owner's a cheapskate. That's a conspiracy theory. I don't know any of that is true. I don't know. I'm sure. Look for reporting from, from other places. The, the next has been all over this. But that that to me is just like a conspiracy theory that makes sense in my mind. I think it happened with the, the Suns at some other point. Like another coach. It might have been Steve Kerr was like, hey, I need a raise coming into next wow. year because of all of this work environment stuff. And they're like, yeah. Oh. And he left. And so maybe Sandy's like, hey, I have a I have a job offer from a team in a bigger market, maybe a team that has a little bit of green in their jerseys um, or like ESPN wants me to do games for them or the Opals want me to stay there full time or, you know, they have a job in Australia. Like there's an unlimited amount of things that could have happened that made her uh, ask for more money or or they could have just decided to move on. Those are my conspiracy theories. If you have. Wow. Let me know. Comments. Wow. No, I think I'm, I'm getting on. I'm getting on your conspiracy theory train on that one because I didn't even think about that. Yeah. If we can blame that. if we can blame Robert Sarver for something, we should do it because that guy is <laughs> he deserves a lot of blame. I gotta say he deserves a lot of the blame. So if we can blame him for something, it seems like <laughs> that it, it's a plausible explanation. I don't know. We'll find out more about it. Um, <laughs> find out more about it. I do want to do. Do you want to go through just like some names? That have popped yes. up. I'm looking at this athletic article from uh, Chantel Jennings, who's done some reporting here. Um, and she has a, a couple of names. Obviously, the names mm-hmm. come out of left field, right? Okay, let's talk about it. Crystal oh, Robinson, yeah. who is still with the Wings. Um, she's okay. been in for a long time. Obviously, a great player in the WNBA, great player in college. She's going to be a head coach at some point, I think. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think about uh, maybe Crystal Robinson going to? Phoenix. 
I love her. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a fantastic opportunity. Um, however, I would also like to, and this is probably, you're talking about out of left field. This is going to come it's deep, huge. deep left field, but I'm going I'm to go ahead and throw this out there. And, and I hope it happens because Cheryl Miller uh, yeah. had coached in Phoenix years and years ago. And she needs her presence in the game. She needs her presence in the game, Gabe. And I think that she needs to be in the mix in Phoenix. Again, she would be beloved. I don't think that's a bad idea. I just don't, I don't know if she's, she wants to coach, you know? I mean, I feel like Cheryl's kind of done it all. Um, Right. And she's been to, she's been to a lot of, been to a lot of stops. I mean, she's, she's coached at USC. She coached at Phoenix, like you mentioned. Uh, she right. was at Cal State Los Angeles from 2016-2019. That's her latest experiment experience. So I would love to see Cheryl Miller back in the game. I just don't – I don't know if she's like, wants to coach at this point. Um, she does. She has to. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm pushing for her. She loves it. She's, she wants to do it. Uh, call her up. I, I, she would do it, man. How awesome would that be? Because no one really – you know, it's like the, the – um, the influencers mm-hmm. of the game, um, they have an opportunity now to see what we have known for years, that there are women who pave the way that need to be back in front yeah. of, of the game. Like they, we know that they, they laid the foundation, but now let them thrive in what they have built. Right. Like, let them thrive in what they have built. And I think it would be so fantastic now because of the platform that women's basketball has to be able to tell that story in more depth. Yeah. Because now, look, okay, they paved the way. We talk about it a little bit. We may post on their birthday and and then we forget about it or, or we forget about them. And no, we can't do that to our, to our, our roots. Those are the roots of the game and let them now share in the fruits of their labor from back in the day and, and let them sit in, in this glory and give them their roses, man. Cheryl Miller to Phoenix. I'm, I'm stamping that. I don't care who else. And that's no shade to anybody else, but that's just my thoughts, man. Get her back on the sidelines and let her be back in the game that she helped build. Put her in there. Cheryl Miller, if you're listening, oh my gosh, first of all, I'm a fan. First of all, I'm a fan. <laughs> Cheryl um, Miller calling. Already... <laughs> Cheryl Miller's listening. I'm going to go ahead and claim that. But if you're listening, Cheryl, hey man, if they don't call you, call them. Hey, be proactive. Get yourself back into the game. Get your butt back in the gym and get on the sideline of coach in Phoenix. Just for all of us who are just indebted to your sacrifices and example. Please do that. Oh my god, that would make my that would make my complete day over time every day. Um, I would be uh, out of the world happy if that happens. You know, I mean, it's not it's certainly not crazy. I just I just don't I don't know if she wants to do it. Um, also, do I'm down. It. I'm I will settle for Cheryl Miller in the broadcast booth. That's also fine. She's no. great. I want her to coach. Oh, I want her to be on my TV. I don't get. To see I love her on TV her. too. Yeah, That's to why I want. She won't coach me. No, no, no. But that's why I wanted to get into TV because Cheryl Miller was the analyst when we played yeah. in the final four like, or the Texas game. She was on that game. We beat them to go to the final four and I couldn't stop looking at the table yeah. because I'm like, oh, to the M to the G. It's Cheryl Miller at the table. And that's why I wanted to get into broadcasting, Gabe. That's how deep this goes for me and Cheryl Miller, like everything about the game she you know she did that for me so Mm -hmm. i i I want that to happen for her no and i think i think um you know from a broader perspective i think having a a former player um black woman is is the way you should go we talked about this at dallas last year and they did we ended up they ended up getting a great coach but uh i think you know there's plenty of options out there of black women that want to coach in this league that are ready to take that next step chastity melvin is on phoenix's bench um so if they want that continuity Right there. I, I don't think it's hard. I also understand, though, wanting someone with head coaching experience. Um, uh, yeah. Doesn't have to be in the WNBA. I think, right. uh, like Chantel has, I, I'm sorry, I always forget how to pronounce this man's name, Tom Hovasi, uh, the Japanese head coach. Uh, okay. 
I want to see that just for like my own personal enjoyment because they're going to bomb a million threes and it's going to be a ton of fun. Um, but as I, I do think going with, um, you know, person of color, black woman, ex former player is the, is the, should be the goal. Um, it's just, you know, where are you, where are you looking for those players? Are you, are you casting a wide enough net? Like, are you seeing the the landscape out there? Um, because there's, there's a ton of options, but there is another job, at least that you're competing with. I alluded to it earlier. The New York Liberty also fired Walt Hopkins two seasons in. I was surprised just because mm-hmm. I felt like the results were about where they expected them to be. Obviously, you don't want to win two games in a season. That's bad. That is bad. But right. they were planning on a rebuild. So they had the they had a really bad season in the bubble in 2020 last year, they make the playoffs and they almost beat the uh, team that eventually went to the finals. Right. Right. I thought they were coming together. I thought they were, they were a little bit closer than maybe mm-hmm. other people did. However, I just didn't see this happening now. I thought if they moved on from Walt it would have been at the end of the season. So they have plenty of time to look for replacement. So I, I was, I was surprised. People told me I shouldn't be surprised. Were you surprised by the news? I was surprised because like you said, I mean, he just got there. I'm like, give him a minute. I'm like, give him a minute. I mean, Sabrina was hurt, you know, after a couple of games uh, down in the bubble. And I don't know, you're just not giving giving yourselves a chance to to see what he can actually do. Like, let it like you got back to the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. a great accomplishment in it of itself. And yes, they gave Chicago a push, you know, and they eventually won it, obviously. But I think when I don't know the the impatience of the city. I guess I don't know, and that's not uh, yeah. an indictment. New Yorkers, I love y'all. Um, you know, I love New York too, like y'all do. But it's I, I just think that two years isn't enough time to figure it out, especially yeah. given the the circumstances with injury, and they were the youngest team in the league. You know, uh, a season and a half ago, like these, they had six or seven players under twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> And they're young. Um, I don't know. I would have liked to see them get, you know, a couple of more years to see now. Okay. We missed playoffs by a long shot, but then we made the playoffs. And then how about the next year we advance in the playoffs further than we did. You know, I just want to yeah. see the evolution and to cut that short was, I thought I was surprised. I was like, Oh no, they didn't give him a chance. That's my, that was my first knee jerk reaction when I saw his picture scrolling over and over on my <laughs> On my social feeds. No, I have I have some conspiracy theories here as well. And there's actual reporting here because I, I think, the, like you're saying, they did not give him enough time. But I don't think this was like results based. I think there's there was something else going on in New York. And I'm not sure if it's with the team, with the team that he has necessarily, because it didn't seem like, you know, they played really hard for him. Um, you know, I was in their last regular season press conference. They seemed to they seemed to like each other. You know, there, there wasn't like any signs of like, oh, this team just really doesn't like each other. Um, but there was grumblings with Leish Clarendon and how they were released from New York, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, in terms of her, of her being upset with that and, and being, you know, not, not liking the way that they handled things, obviously Tina Charles situation, uh, there's differing reports on what actually happened, but she, I know she was not like enthused at least as, at the way that New York handled that. Amanda Zowie B is also on that list of players. Uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of players that have had problems with the coaching style, or at least have alluded to having problems with the coaching style. And okay. to me, and the, the conspiracy part of this comes in is like New York wants is always big game hunting. Jonathan Cobb has made it very clear. They want, they want their whales. They want the best players on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jewel Lloyd's on the market this year. Uh, Brianna Stewart is on the market this year. One of those mm-hmm. two players cannot be cored. There's, um, you know, Liz Cambage is out there. I don't think she fit. She doesn't fit Walt Hopkins system, but guess what? He's not there anymore. Like there's a ton of players out there that may want to come to New York. So I think having a coach that, you know, at least some veterans have had a problem with could hurt your chances of getting them. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not many coaches in the WNBA that you would say, hey, we'll keep them over the chance to get a Brianna Stewart or Jewel Lloyd. I'm sorry. It's all the coaches out there. You're not more important than those two players. So I don't know. That's just like, that's a theory of mine. That's a little conspiracy theory of connecting the dots. I know other people have done it. Um, so I, I think that 
could be a, an explanation here uh, for that short tenure uh, in New York. And, you know, hey, maybe they did put in a call to one, uh, one Phoenix coach to, to come back. I don't by. know. I mean, uh, Jonathan Cobb did work with Sandy Rondello in Phoenix. So they do oh. have a relationship. I, to me, it doesn't make the, 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 the match of like the vision, right? Like Jonathan Cobb's vision for the team is a little bit different than what I think Sandy Brundell would bring, but I don't know, man, this is crazy. Wow. I so, forgot about the Cobb connection. Yeah. Wow. Gabe, you are really making my head spin with all these mental gymnastics of all these I've thought conspiracies, about this. but that's, Wow, that's a mind blower. My my wife has a big hearing next week, so she has like not been talking to me. So all I've been doing is stewing in the WNBA news <laughs> for like 20, 48 hours. I've been sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. But I tell you what, Teresa Weatherspoon, her name has been I, mentioned heavily, and yes. she's with the Pelicans in the NBA. And people are like, well, I mean, she's she's in the NBA right now. Would she? come back to New York and go ahead and do that thing. But wow, we're talking about Cheryl Miller in Phoenix. That's already a done deal. I'm claiming it. And then how about Spoon to New York? I'd Wouldn't that, that be so fantastic for the league to have that kind of historical touchstone right there at your fingertips with the two of them mm-hmm. at the helm and their respective teams? Oh my God, that to me is that's exciting just to think about. So I hope that happens, but who knows? Like you said, I don't know what they're looking for next, um, what the players need, but man, I think they need her. I mean, uh, Spoon to New York. Let's create a hashtag. I, <laughs> Miller I, to Phoenix and Spoon to New York. Done. Yeah, I think, I mean, I would love to have the, the, everything that we said about Cheryl Miller and Chastity Melvin applies to Teresa Willerspoon, and she has even more experience. You know, that NBA, I, it just to me is also a question of, would she leave the WNBA? I mean, would she leave the NBA to come yeah. over to the WNBA? Yeah. Not because, I mean, I think, you know, obviously people want to be head coaches, but it's it's tough to, you know, switch streams like that, especially if you have yeah. the goal of being a NBA head coach, like Spoon probably has, like, mm-hmm. um, like I'd say, uh, Becky Hammond probably has. Like, that's why I don't, I don't think those those former players are coming back just because, the opportunity the NBA is, is, is right there. Like they're already getting yeah. interviews. Like if you want to break that barrier and I totally support that, I think you, you kind of have to stay there, but we'll see. Spoon comes yeah. over. That'd be, that'd be great. Obviously <laughs> she's, she's been a huge role in a lot of what the Pelicans have been doing and, and a lot of their yeah. improvement this season, yep. but we'll see. Fantastic. All right. I'm going to throw out a name. Okay. People are gonna get mad about this. People already got mad about this on Twitter. Chantel Chantel Jennings did it first, so I'm not I'm not okay. Bringing this. Sue have. Bird going back home. Ooh. If she retires, if she retires, if, if. coming back home to New York to coach uh, her her friend Sabrina Nescu yeah. uh, to mentor her, her friend Sammy Whitcomb, who has they've won many championships together. Her other friend Natasha Howard. The one minute championships to go, and then maybe another one of her friends. I don't know, Jewel Lloyd, like I mentioned, Jewel Lloyd, Brea Stewart, they are free agents. Um, it's not a crazy thing, and as I mentioned, I think New York's always looking for the whales. And if you got a whale as a head coach, it's easier to get the whales as a player. What do yeah. you think about that? Oh man. I think I need to do some yoga after this podcast. <laughs> is what I think is uh, going on with all these thoughts you're throwing my way. Wow. Number one, uh, if she retires, oh my goodness. And those free agents that are right there who she is well connected with, like you said, oh my gosh. And the players are already there. I, I would, I would not hate that. I think that would be fun to see that too. That would be fun. If that happened the way you just said it, oh my goodness. How, what would the New York fans be like if all that happens? I don't know. Oh, they would tear. They would tear that place up. With oh my god! They'd oh, there'd be, be a, there'd be a full scale meltdown <laughs> of all of WNBA Twitter. It'd just be like every no one either. Everyone would be happy. Everyone would be upset. It'd just be an. It'd be crazy for like twenty four hours on WNBA Twitter. But I, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that would be fantastic. I mean, Sue is just she's been magnificent as we've discussed. I mean, five gold medals and. Uh, countless amount of championships mm-hmm. here and abroad. I mean, I, I don't know what else she has left to accomplish in the game, but that doesn't mean that you don't still enjoy playing. 
So you never say never, but I mean, it seemed like it was kind of the end of it when, Mm -hmm. when they played Phoenix and she and Diana stood at half court for that interview. And Tarasi said, Hey, I'm I'm coming back, you know, for (laughs) Paris in 2024. And Bird was like, eh, you know, you're going to be by her whole body. language was like, you're going to be there by yourself <laughs> without, without me. I'm not going. Um, as so a I player. Know, I think as a player. Right. I, I think maybe she um, she probably is done for basketball, like in terms of maybe retiring, which I'm not mad at. I, 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 I'm, I marvel at the fact that she's able to run around with. 21 year olds at, um, you know, with all of the experience that she has, because I'm not going Mm -hmm. to um, say that her age is a thing, but her age is a thing. I mean, it is, it is a thing. (laughs) I was trying to be like, I'm trying to give her grace there, but I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal that she has been able to do the things that she is doing physically on the floor for this long at such a high level. I mean, it's, it's, it's impeccable. I mean, just look at what she has done. And mm-hmm. you just, you, you think, and, and nobody knows, like if you don't say that out loud when you're watching her play, yeah, you don't know how old she is. Like, it's like, she just, she just understands and, and picks the game apart. And she's just so crafty. And I don't know, like if you didn't tell people who had never seen her play, you know, they would never know. So for me, I, I think she could be, she could be done and, and be fine with it. And go to that next chapter, which is continuing to grow the game, continuing to teach the game, um, being a point guard as a coach um, is something that, you know, is, is always a, a great thing, you know, because you've seen um, the game from that perspective for so long. So I would be opposed to that. I, would, I, I you know, I, I like that. I like that. Sue Bird to New York. Is that a hashtag? Sure. sure. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Look, we're going to, we'll find out more about these hires. I don't know when they're going to get done. I would imagine they're going to get done shortly after, shortly before, after January 1st, because that's when free agency pretty much starts. You want your coach in place there. Um, But if Sue Bird gets the job in New York, let me tell y'all in free agency, it's all. It, it is, is on. <laughs> like, if Sue Bird's a coach in New York, it's going down in free agency. I don't it know is. what's going to happen, but stuff it's going to it's going to go down in in yeah. free agency if she's the coach. Um, and we'll see what Phoenix too. I mean, I don't know. Phoenix could hire Sue Bird to coach Diana Shrasi. <laughs> that would be another thing. Oh that's, boy, that's too much chaos. That's too much chaos. That's um, that's too much fun. I love that though too. <laughs> no, but they, and there's there's plenty of, there's plenty of other options like Latricia sure. Trammell from LA. She's a good option. Mm-hmm. Tanya Edwards, former player, obviously, great option. There there's a ton of really great coaches out there. I'll throw I'll throw Eric Tebow in the mix too because he actually did interview for that New York job. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people remember that, but he interviewed for the New York job when uh, Walt Hopkins got it. I just don't, you know. We'll see. He has a pretty good deal here. And in, in oh man, I I I was thinking Eric Tebow, but I was reluctant to throw his name in the atmosphere <laughs> because I love him here. In yeah, DC, I know, I know. So, I, so I was like, I'm not going to mention him, but you put him out in the atmosphere. So pay et. I mean, okay, but you know, we love you here in DC. That's all he, I'm going to say. About he's got. That. He's got a good you. You yeah, do he's got you. a good gig here, and yeah, he seems to like it. Um, but we'll, yeah. we'll see. You know, he's, he's got <laughs> probably got his own goals in mind. Uh, all right, I think that's that's a lot of like weird and interesting coaching news. Uh, I want to get into one that's not weird. Um, it is interesting, but it's well earned. Uh, Cheryl Reeve is going to be the head coach of Team USA for the next uh, four years to the, into the next. Olympics, right. which we're going to be at in Paris, Paris, courtside in Paris, courtside Paris. Paris. We're going Take in win. 2024. <laughs> um, so she's going to be the head coach. Uh, you know, again, no, no leading question. What was your reaction? I loved it. Um, yeah. It made me smile ear to ear. I love Shell Reeve, by the way. I, it just as a person, mm-hmm. number one, but just a basketball savant. I mean, she is just such a fantastically knowledgeable coach. And I just think that she understands her players and mm-hmm. there's a mutual trust factor there. That's clearly evident in, uh, in Minnesota and with everything that she's done. I mean, she was with USA basketball as an assistant coach with Don Staley, um, this last go around for the gold medal. 
so she's she's been there, done that, understands it, wants it. Um, and I think she's just so super competitive. And and the players know that. And they rise to the occasion. They rise to her level of expectations and accountability. And I think she's just going to be a marvelous USA basketball head coach. And I when I saw that, I was like, that's awesome for her. That's perfect for USA basketball to choose her in that role. No, yeah, it is. And I, I think it's well earned. I think that was probably the plan the entire time was to have mm-hmm. Dawn do it now and then heading forward to be Cheryl. And then, you know, she'll pass the torch on to someone else. Uh, right. I'm really excited for the tactical differences because the way Don Staley coaches is very different from the way that uh, Cheryl Reeve coaches. And we're going to see, I think some other players, you know, shine a little bit more in, Mm -hmm. in the Olympics, especially because there's going to be a changing of the guard. (laughs) And you did mention Diana Trossi is going to be there. And I believe, I believe her, but it'll be, it'll be a very different uh, group of people heading into that 2024 Olympics. And we'll see if players like, you know, I'm really, really excited to see Ariel Atkins. If, if, if Cheryl Reeve brings over the entire Minnesota system, like Ariel Atkins is so perfect for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to look really cool. I think we're going to see some new players, some new blood getting in there and we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, right? Like Cheryl Reeves is going to be coaching Aaliyah Boston in these. So it'd be interesting, like a little change of pace between Don Staley coaching the piece of collar. <laughs> and now, Hey, I got, I got yours now. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, right. So I'm, I'm really excited for the tactical differences, but I don't, you know, the expectation for team USA doesn't change. They just win and they right. will continue to, I believe uh, through 2024, at least. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, congratulations are in order. You just said uh, Nafisa Collier. She's expecting a a baby girl. Oh, so they already said that um, Minnesota already put out a a tweet saying that they're going to draft her in the next like (laughs) some years. I thought that was cute. So congratulations to Fee. Let the kid pick what they want to do. She doesn't doesn't need to be a basketball player. Okay. Although, I mean, she she got a lot of things going for her to be a basketball (laughs) player. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit. Alex Bazzelli, not necessarily a a basketball novice here. He knows what he's talking about. So she'll have plenty of opportunities, but we don't need to be able to play basketball. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If they want to do it, they can do it. But yeah. But I thought when you just mentioned her name, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's expecting. So. That was some recent news in the in the WNBA as well. But yeah, I think it's going to be um, that USA team is going to look a lot different. I know, you know, with Brittany Griner, is she going to be playing Tina Charles, mm-hmm. the players that have three gold medals? Um, will they come back, try to get a fourth? Still, same deal. Yeah. Um, will she come back and try to get another one? It's just interesting. And I thought this year with, I think it was six new faces on the team. I believe mm-hmm. that's correct number. Um I thought that that was that was a really good mix of experience and and newbies and you know it just afforded those those young ones to embrace the moment and I think that's what all the older ones said just to hey you're you're here you don't know if you're going to get back here this is um, something you just have to take in and um, yes take pictures but snapshot also like in your mind's eye um, what this moment really and truly is and and just um, absorb that. And I thought that that was um, that was fun to hear uh, them say, you know, Sue and, and Diana in particular saying that that was the advice that they gave the younger players uh, or the first time Olympians. No, it's, it's really cool. It's a really cool tradition. And I think it's just going to continue uh, under Cheryl Reeve. And, you know, we'll see. I, I, we'll see what happens in the in the future. I mean, how does the selection process change? Who's involved? You know, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to get some more new new blood stacking up those coaches like they're stacking up the players they could talk about that during the olympics is yeah they like you mentioned they had the young kids there because those are the that's the next line you move down the bench and i think that happens for coaches so i don't know get it call up adia barnes she see if she wants to be involved like call call up the coaches across the country that want that want to be here and um want to be a coach at team usa because there's there'll be opportunity after Reeve, you know, so I'm excited to see that too, just how the selection process for the players and the coaches uh, continues. Um, All right. We're nearing the end of our time. Um, Anything, anything you want to bring up? I mean, I got a few, we got, we should talk about the big 10 ACC challenge 
Um, yes. ACC mopped up the Big Ten. Serves hey, you right, yeah. Maryland. Serves <laughs> you right. Y'all should have never left. If not, you'd be winning this thing with us. Um, but but Maryland, to be fair, beat Miami. So All right. But that might, all right. Look, that was way closer than everybody besides me thought. And I told all of y'all on whatever platform I was on that that game was going to be close. Because it was. It was Katie close. Myers teams play like yeah. that they play really yeah. tough um and they actually scored a lot more than i thought they would of, of course maryland got going uh at the end uh but yeah that, so that, that was interesting that was that was tight that game and the threes were falling and, and go i had that i broadcast that game and and going into that game katie meyer told us at practice that day that she was hoping that the team would hit shots. Mm-hmm. Like we, we got good shots, you know, when they were down in the, in the uh, Bahamas, mm-hmm. you know, in the games there and they just didn't fall for them, unfortunately. But then in this game against Maryland, boy, they were popping those shots. They were popping those shots and, you know, almost uh, got over the hump with Maryland. And it was, it was a blow by blow game. Right. I mean, throughout, I mean, it was a, it was a tough and uh, contested heavily uh, game. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun to watch that. But I know she was pleased with with shots getting in the hoop because uh-huh. they they had struggled in that area. I think twenty eight percent from three yeah. going into that Maryland game, but they were they struggled them. in that area for like four years now. It's, it's well, crazy. yeah, in particular, but 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 that game they didn't. Yeah, so, no, they didn't. That game they didn't, but Kel- but the Kelsey ACC Marshall. as a whole, huh? Kelsey Marshall is just awesome. I just want to give her a quick shout out. Like she is oh, really man. fun. I, I've had a, a lot of fun. I know I'm watching Miami farther than everyone else, and like I was impressed. Where I was like, I can't cheer because obviously we're in Maryland, and I they got my credential <laughs> for them. Uh, but I was like, yeah, every time, um, right? Oh, she was so good. I I love her game, and they're gonna do damage in the ACC. I, I just think you know what the ACC was able to do yeah. to the Big Ten and this challenge you know with duke beating iowa uh, uh, you know that score was very impressive to me because i knew right but right but i knew what what iowa was bringing to that table Mm -hmm. and for duke to take that away and not only take it away but win the way that they did i I was very impressed with what carol lawson and um and duke did in that particular contest that was uh, you know an eye-opening game and score to see and then the michigan score yeah, was also uh, an eye-opener for me no i've been i've been a little concerned about this michigan team and i finally like i was like i might give them the benefit of the doubt like they're gonna they're gonna be able to go into louisville and at least hang tough and they score 48 points so i don't know what to make about this michigan team i think it's the same it's the same issues we saw with them um last season just you know sometimes they they, they just can't get it together around Nas Hillman and they don't, they don't get going. Yeah. And then it, it they yeah. fall into quicksand just a little too often. Um, but Hey, all credit to Louisville, to Duke, NC state, you know, it was a close game, 66, 58 over Indiana, but yeah. on the road in assembly hall to kind of, it, it was, it was a cruise control game. Like yeah. they, were, they were in control of that game in okay. Indiana. That's, that's really, really, really impressive. So I was impressed by the top of the ACC uh, and the middle. You know, because there, there's plenty mm-hmm. of games here. Uh, but shouts to Purdue. Purdue beat Georgia Tech. So, boiler. At the buzzer. <laughs> At, the, At buzzer. the buzzer. I mean, it was it was a nip and tuck game. But that Indiana game um, with NC State, Nicole Cardano Hillary was over 10 in that game. Oh. Could not get going. And, you know, I just had the Indiana game, and she came back and had, yeah. like, a, a magnificent floor game on both sides. So, I mean, sometimes you need um, the wake-up call. And, yeah. you know, are you going to keep hitting snooze or are you going to actually get up and wake up? And I yeah. think that's what we saw um, with Indiana in their uh, last game against Penn State in the Big Ten. But I think with with Indiana and that NC State game, they just could not get going or find any rhythm and credit NC State for being that disruptive. Yeah. No. And, and hey, those teams are really good. <laughs> We're not talking yeah. about losses to bad teams, right? Like NC State's right. awesome. Louisville's awesome. Duke is really good this year. They have a, yeah. almost an entirely new team. You know, they, yeah, like eight transfers. Yeah, they went they yeah. they went to free agency. You want to talk about free they agency? Did. Duke, Carol <laughs> sure Lawson was did. like, yeah, we're going we're going to free agents. Bring them in. Uh, 
Yeah. They look great. And so I don't think there's any shame in losing those teams. I am just a little bit concerned about Michigan and Iowa going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wanted to mention just very briefly, uh, yes. we had a couple of Virginia upsets and we're, we both live in Virginia. So these are we important did. tests. So uh, Virginia UVA got housed by American, which Oof. should frankly never happen. Um, they, they lost by a ton. They've lost to Richmond this year. They've lost to James Madison this year. And all three of those games have been blowouts. I'm getting a little bit concerned about Tina Thompson's tenure in Charlottesville because it just hasn't gone well. And then Virginia tech also lost to Liberty. Um, they seem to do that every year, but it's funny because Virginia tech actually got a tran- the transfer from Liberty that Right. them Emily Lytle they brought her over and then they still lost to Liberty so I know oh, it's a killer I you know speaking first on on UVA uh, I don't know what pieces they're missing but know. it's it's really um it's a concern it's a concern um you want to win games obviously but in the ACC as you know Gabe mm-hmm. you have to be able to to win and compete in conference play and outside of the conference, you're supposed to at least go 500, yeah. right? In those non-conference games, at least. Like, that's minimum. Um, so right now, yeah, I'm a little concerned. And I'd love, I'd love me some Tina Thompson now. I love me some Tina Thompson. And I want her to be able to, to turn the corner and, and get some wins. But I'm concerned when they get into conference play. If they're not surviving out of the conference Boy, in conference is going to be 10 times tougher, 10 times tougher. You're playing ranked opponents every other day. I'm, I'm concerned about that. Like, can they turn the corner quickly enough to find success when they're playing conference teams two or three times a week? That to me is, is going to be a telling sign. And and for Virginia Tech, I mean, they were in the top 25 for yeah. the first couple of weeks of the season. And then, you know, I know Kenny Brooks well, and I know what he likes to do on the floor. And and in those losses, they just weren't able to, to manufacture the philosophy of, of what he has set forth. So that's frustrating. But I, I think once they get into conference play, I have a little more um, yeah. hope in in and trust that they will be able to kind of keep afloat uh, when they get into conference play, Virginia. I don't know. I'm a little more concerned no. in, in that regard, because I think Virginia tech had some good wins um, out of conference early on, but I, I just think that, uh, you know, Virginia, I'm a little more concerned about, I know they beat GW oh, yeah. when they came up here to DC. Uh, but then, like you said, they lost to AU. They lost to American. No. I, I don't know. I mean, shout to American. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Look, these are the the thing with this, and 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 I do want to. I always love making fun of UVA's men's program. They lost to uh, JMU, which, but these are Super Bowl games, right? Like when Liberty suits up against Virginia Tech, all of the kids that are at Liberty wanted to go to Virginia Tech, and they did not get a scholarship offer. It is my favorite thing in college sports when this stuff happens because it is an easy sell for the coach. That team didn't want you. What are you going to do about it? And these players inevitably come out with their hair on fire playing crazy. Um, right. Although I, I do want to take some responsibility for Virginia Tech struggles because every time I write about any team, any player, anytime I do like a story on them or I go talk to the team, they immediately struggle. I wrote a piece on Alicia Clark last year, immediately got hurt. I wrote a piece on Virginia Tech this year. Immediately, they start losing kids. So I will oh, take gosh. responsibility. I hope the Hokies <laughs> are listening. I hope Kenny Brooks is listening because they have an awesome team, and I really believe in them. Um, yeah. So I will. This is my fault. The the Liberty loss is my fault. You guys go forth into yeah. conference play <laughs> with that off your mentality because I, I'm I'm sure they'll do fine in conference play. Um, right. I mean, look, they've lost to Missouri State, who's a really good team. They lost Very to Tennessee, good. who's a really good team. And they lost yes. that game to Liberty, which is a classic letdown spot after a big loss for Virginia Tech and the Super right. Bowl for Liberty. So it, it, I don't think it's, it, I think it'll be fine. But I am sorry to Kenny Brooks, who <laughs> I do sincerely. You're starting something. You're starting something with I, that I'm, stuff. You're gonna be careful. You know, I apologize. <laughs> I just have so much power. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's happening in UVA. We'll, we'll see what happens. They're 260th in our, uh, Ooh. in our, uh, her hoop stats ranking. 
They oh, are. Boy. That's two hundred sixtieth at three hundred fifty-six. So. Oh man, what what's their good. overall record right now? They are three and seven. Oh boy, that's okay. That's not a great. Look okay, no, that's tough. Well, I I, I hope the best for yeah. for Tina Thompson and her crew down there. I, you know. I just that ACC schedule though, ooh wee. That's, that's, that's gonna be boy. You got to hit some home runs. You got to swing for the fences when you get into into conference play in a minute here. Uh, we'll be sending good vibes to Charlottesville. Yeah, and to yeah. Blacksburg from yeah. our from our hub here in Northern Virginia, <laughs> uh, and right. to all the schools: George Washington, yeah. Georgetown, uh, George Mason. Uh, George yeah. Mason has the best band I've ever heard. I've lit- I I went to their game yeah, the other day. They mm-hmm. lost to Norfolk State, another Virginia school. Actually, he was really, really well coached, by the way. Um, yeah. But the best band I've ever heard, George Mason. And Jets yeah. American, Catholic, Marymount D3 coming in hot. That's uh, <laughs> Those are all the Virginia schools I can name off the top of my head. If you have any more, let us know. <laughs> you said coming in hot. <laughs> I love it. No, I don't know what Marymount's awesome. doing this year. I'll look. Yeah, I don't know. But I know uh, Georgetown plays uh, GW uh, this week, and that's, you know, another uh, hometown clash. No, why are you so up on Georgetown's schedule? I mean, you know, there's a little young lady that plays over there. We share the last name and everything like that. Um, So number 15 for Georgetown, that's my baby, Brianna Scott. And uh, they they had a, a great win on the road at Providence over the weekend. So they had a couple of conference games and are are trying to uh, do their thing. So yeah, I'm super proud of her. I'm super proud of the team. They're turning the corner. And uh, speaking of turning the corner, you know, I'll be turning the corner down to DC at that game and watch GW and Georgetown play. But uh, you tell me the time is out, Gabe. So we got to go ahead and um, cut these lights out. We don't have to go home, but we got to get up out of here. As we always do, but wow, what a, a fun-filled, packed show we had talking about some news of the day. Golly, I can't so wait news. to go back to my phone. I know, can't wait to go back to my phone and see like what, what has happened since we've been on this pod, but it's been a blast. You can always find you on social media at what spots, Gabe? Oh, right. Uh, at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. On everything, I changed all my things to that. So at Gabe on Square oh. Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and follow awesome. us at Hurt Hoop Stats uh, across the board as well. We don't have a TikTok yet, but I'm thinking about it. So if you want to start a TikTok, let me know. Um, but we are on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, this, some of you may be watching this on YouTube. So welcome. Yeah, um, there you go. That's uh, that's our thing. Hey, if we do a TikTok and we're at a game, we have to do like one of the new like. Dances. dances so i can have my kids stare right at the ceiling so yeah. that'll be fun but anyway <laughs> you, can, you can find me on instagram and twitter same handle at christy w scott 51 all hoops all the time with the sprinkling of my babies uh, but anyway that's going to do it for this episode of courtside with christy and gabe on the her hoop stats podcast network we will see you next time Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.